It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. It is presented by DraftKings, which is the place that you should all go to participate in a little Sunday Slate DFS conference championship game style. I'm the former NFL offensive lineman. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You're able to check out the helmets, the game balls. Seems like a long time ago now at this point, man. It was. I mean, it was. I, I retired in 2008, so 14 years ago. Gosh. I'm so old. Yet, Andrew Whitworth is still playing. Bray's older than me. He's still playing. I'm just a complete loser that could only play seven years. Check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. We are always available at Ross Tucker Pod is where you get all of our shows, even money podcasts, which people love. Of course, the College Draft Podcast, getting you ready for the draft, which is amazing and very important for those of you that play Dynasty Fantasy or really any fantasy football players out there. Joe and I will be getting into that, uh, among other things, next week. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is every day. PFT Commenter was awesome yesterday. Andrew Brandt, amazing today. Tomorrow, it'll be the GOAT, Greg Cosell, who you can check out sometimes at FantasyPoints.com using the code 21FEAST, which is co-owned by our very own Joe Dolan, at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy gangsta. Again, FG underscore Dolan. Joe, there's a lot to get to. Um, I guess I feel like I want to maybe not recap each game from last week, but just kind of get your thoughts from a fantasy perspective, probably especially about the losing teams like the Titans, and your thoughts on Tannehill, A.J. Brown, uh, Derrick Henry, I didn't think looked that great. I don't think he looked as good as Foreman did. No, I mean, Derrick Henry obviously coming off the injury um, was, uh, I mean, it was, I thought he looked pretty good at the beginning, and I don't know if like maybe he wore down, but um, the Titans just uh, didn't have uh, the best of offensive performances, it goes without saying. Uh, Ryan Tannehill was not very good in that game, but what I think that game showed for sure uh, it, with the Tennessee Titans is that they need to upgrade at receiver. They need somebody outside of A.J. Brown. Julio was fine in that game, but you know, you're know you throwing to Westbrook Aquina on the interception that ended up essentially sealing the game, and it, it, it Ferkser's your tight end. It, it's just not going to get it done. They have got to upgrade at receiver this offseason. I think that is pretty obvious here for the Tennessee Titans. Um, and then if you want to flip over to the loser on the uh, uh, two more losers, uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, what do we even say at this point, Ross? I mean, the Rodgers situation's up in the air. The Brady situation is up in the air. Now, Bruce Arian said he's coming back. So uh, I think he's the oldest coach in the NFL or one of the two or three. Um, Pete Carroll's up there as well. Belichick's up there as well. Um, you uh, you look at these situations and you're like, okay, Green Bay 
Aaron Rodgers could be gone. Devontae Adams is entering free agency. So that is a big-time question for them. Tampa Bay, what does Tom Brady do? What does Gronk do? Do they bring it back for one final dance? Those are the questions that I think are going to be answered in the next couple of weeks here. Um, uh, once we get – I think the, the gap year, uh, the gap week between the championship games and the Super Bowl, we might see some stuff happen. I think um, both the Alex Smith trade a couple of years ago from the, 40, uh, from the Chiefs to the team and also the, uh, the Matthew Stafford trade were reported pre-Super Bowl. So I think we could get some of that quarterback movement going as well. And for the final loser, the Buffalo Bills – I mean, I just – I feel so bad. I feel awful uh, for Bills fans. Um, I, I mean, you can talk about the overtime rules. Uh, you can talk – 13 seconds left, you give up 50 yards. I, I mean, uh, what a shame. What a shame for them. Josh Allen, I think, staked his claim. He was unbelievable in these two playoff games. I mean, I think – obviously, they, he lost to Mahomes – but, I mean, you talk about somebody who real uh, you, you can make the debate now with Allen or Mahomes. Now, that might sound foolish because Mahomes has won this matchup head-to-head each of the last two years in the playoffs. But you watch that game and you watch the things Josh Allen did in that game, and it is a debate. You absolutely can make, make the case for Josh Allen. Gabriel Davis was the big coming-out star, of course, with four touchdowns. Emmanuel Sanders is probably going to be gone. I think they can move on from Beasley. Gabriel Davis, at, with that talent level, the trust Josh Allen has in him, he's somebody who is probably going to be getting consideration in the top 60 picks in fantasy drafts next year. And also, Devin Singletary. I mean, I think he played 100% of their offensive snaps in that game. There's another guy that, you know, he really, they they needed him to step up. And while he didn't have a great game against Kansas City, that's somebody whose role, given that offense, if they don't make a significant move in the backfield this offseason, that's a top 36 guy coming off the board. Um, so a lot a lot of positives for the Buffalo Bills. They'll be back. It is just so unfortunate they couldn't get over that hump in what was, I mean, it, I, you, I think you can make the argument it was the game of the century. Like, what a freaking battle that was. You can make what argument with Allen over Mahomes? I, I just think, like, with the – That he's the best quarterback in the NFL? I think you can make the argument. I think you can make the make – the, um, I think you can. I don't know if you're talking best or fantasy or, oh, what, or for both. fantasy Ross. For fantasy Ross, it's it's not even close. He's the best. Now Mahomes obviously can run as well, but like Allen's Allen's more mobile. Um, they the the I think Greg Cosell put it put it your way on your on the Greg, uh, Ross Tucker Football Podcast. They ask him to be Superman at each and every week. Um, Mahomes. I mean, it's splitting hairs here. Like, I think it's going to sound foolish because Mahomes has beaten him in the playoffs each of the last two years. But the point is, Josh Allen is in the conversation for the best quarterback in the NFL after what he did in the playoffs. And it's unfortunate uh, that that game had to eliminate one of those two teams because they're playing at super high levels right now. Well, there's no doubt about that. Uh, There's also no doubt that this new free fix finder service at AutoZone, where you can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service interval light, is awesome. The free fix finder will give you possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified technicians. They'll even send you your full results in a detailed fix finder report 
straight to your email so you have all the information you need to take on the fix. And if you need a bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop that you can trust. It is the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, and you can only find it at AutoZone. So next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone, AutoZone. Ross, uh, right. that, that read gives me just a, just a second. You, you said dashboard lights quite a bit. Did you know Meatloaf was obsessed with fantasy football? Uh, I think I did know that. Yeah, I think I had heard that. I I, I interviewed did Meatloaf. Did ever play football? He was a big dude, right? I think he might have at some point. He was a big guy, um, but no, he was obsessed with fantasy football. He basically claimed to be the best fantasy football player in the world. I remember interviewing <laughs> No, seriously, I remember interviewing him, and he said he won 11 of his 13 leagues that he was in. And, like, that's a pretty ridiculous ratio. I'll, I'll, I'll fully admit, like, Ross, if I'm in 13 leagues and I make the playoffs in 11 of them, I'm really happy uh, because that's a really good ratio. Meatloaf, I think, when I interviewed him, said he won 11 of the 13 leagues. But Meatloaf was a legendary fantasy football player. Well, I think it also depends a little bit on uh... – who else is in the league, right? It does. Um, so. uh, apparently, you did not. Uh, Meat Meat was very good at picking his opponents. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, evidently. Um, so what what are we talking about now when we get to conference championship okay. games, Joe? There's only two games, so right for the people that did those playoff long leagues, uh, those playoff only leagues for people playing DFS. What do they need to know? So, I mean, obviously, you're playing with extremely short slates. So let's let's start by talking about one-and-done leagues, which we discussed at the beginning of the playoffs, Ross. This is self-evident, but maybe somebody does need to hear this because you don't want to screw yourself. So I have three quarterbacks left in my one-and-done league. I have Stafford, Garoppolo, and Burrow. I used Mahomes last week, um, which, by the way, I mean, I, I, I picked the Bills to win that game. But I used Mahomes last week, and it certainly worked out. He put up massive numbers. But now I can't use Mahomes the rest of the way. I have to use Joe Burrow in my one-and-done league. Why? Because I have to guarantee myself that I'm going to have a quarterback to play in the Super Bowl. I have both NFC quarterbacks left. I have both Stafford and Garoppolo left. I have to use Joe Burrow this week because uh, if if I use – if I use um, let's just say I use Garoppolo – and then the Chiefs and 49ers both win, I don't have a quarterback next week. So I need to use Joe Burrow, or excuse me, in the Super Bowl in two weeks. I need to use Joe Burrow. So when you're going through your lineups, maybe you're in a one and done, this goes with kickers, it goes with defenses, uh, positions, uh, play, uh, uh, teams that have really positions for fantasy that have one player from each team who is viable, make sure you leave yourself somebody in the Super Bowl. You don't want to lose out on those extra points. That might just, that might be self-evident. There's going to be people here nodding and saying, duh, but there might be somebody out there listening who's like, oh crap, I I didn't even think of that. I was going to use Stafford. I like his matchup the best. Like, no, you want to make sure you, you use, uh, you leave two quarterbacks from one conference. That's what you want to make sure you do um, so you can pick the winner of that game in the Super Bowl, uh, can use that quarterback. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, um, that makes perfect sense to me. What about for DFS at DraftKings? 
I mean, uh, you're going. What you're going to have to do here is you're going to have to try to create super diverse lineups here with a short slate. So there's two games, and there's obviously single game slates. And frankly, Ross, the best way to do that is leaving money on the table. Because the average DFS player is obviously going to say, oh, I need to use all of my salary cap or I need to use, you know, virtually all of my salary cap. If you are, if you don't want to dupe a lineup, duplicate a lineup, you don't want to double a lineup um, with somebody else, you're going to have to try to create diversity. And that, that means maybe you don't use up all of your salary cap dollars. You have to hope that you use somebody who would be lower priced like Gabriel Davis was last week and goes nuts in the game. That might not be optimal. You might not be picking the optimal lineup, but if you're going to create a lineup that is actually has a shot to cash and has a shot to beat other lineups, you need to diversify your construction. And on these short slates, it's going to involve going with some cheap players and leaving some money on the table because with just two games, this is a showdown thing anyway, when you have a one game slate, you're going to need to leave money on the table because it is so easy to duplicate a lineup. Speaking, by the way, of leaving things on the table, you really don't want to leave your health on the table. There's a reason why I started taking athletic greens. Not everybody has the time to eat healthy all the time. I certainly don't with all my travel. Andrew Brandt loves this thing and was telling me about athletic greens. It's like drinking your greens. I mean, I still try to eat uh, pretty healthy, but there are times when I just can't. And you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, which is really good for my stomach, and adaptogens. It helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system. There's a reason why doctors recommend a multivitamin. The founder's story is amazing. These guys are absolutely killing it at this point and it costs you less than three dollars a day to invest in your health cheaper than a cup of coffee to make it easy athletic green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com feast Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Talk to me about the game where I'll be, Joe. AFC Championship, Bengals at the Chiefs, 54 and a half is the total. Yep. Uh, Ross, we have two rematches here in the conference championship game, and the Bengals and the Chiefs, as you are well aware, played just three weeks ago. Uh, Joe Burrow threw for 446 and four touchdowns in that game. Um, that was kind of – I know it's weird to say because he was the number one overall pick, but wasn't that kind of like Burrow's like serious NFL coming out party? And now everybody is just talking about Burrow. And you watch that game against the Titans, and I understand – that uh, Burrow didn't throw a touchdown in that game, but he's got it, doesn't he, Ross, when no you watch question. him? I mean, he has got some swagger. Do you know this, too? Joe Burrow is the first number one overall pick at quarterback to reach a conference championship game by his second season. First ever. Peyton Manning didn't do it. You know, Kyler Murray didn't do it. Stafford obviously didn't do it. Nope, first ever is Joe Burrow. Um, and he's got a rematch. They won this game in Cincinnati. 
against Kansas City just three weeks ago. Um, Kansas City has now given up a 200-yard receiver in two of their last four games. They did it to Gabriel Davis last week. Jamar Chase against Kansas City last time out went for 266 and three touchdowns, the best receiving performance of the entire season. Got a, got a hunch Jamar Chase is going to get the football in this game. Just a hunch here, Ross. Uh, Kansas City's going to have to try to dedicate a little bit extra resources to slowing him down, but anticipate a lot of points being scored in this game. The The run game for, for Cincinnati is functional at this point. Uh, Joe Mixon uh, had the long touchdown run against uh, against Tennessee in the uh, in the divisional round but this game for uh for Cincinnati is going to be won through the air so if you're playing your your lineups here Higgins is viable obviously Chase Boyd CJ Uzoma certainly somebody who's been getting looks in the playoffs Cincinnati is going to have an opportunity to score points in this game I mean it was essentially like a preview that game between Cincinnati and Kansas City was like a preview of what we would see between Kansas City and Buffalo. There were no turnovers in that game between Cincinnati and Kansas City. Uh, they both got 23 first downs in that game and averaged more than seven yards per play. It was an offensive blast off for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City, though, is certainly going to look to exploit that offensive line that gave up nine sacks. Last week, Joe Burrow sacked nine times. Joe Burrow was also at fault for some of those sacks, though, Ross, and that is a part of his game that he needs to clean up. Yeah, I was just going to say, you took it the words right out of my mouth. That's the number one area of improvement he needs to have going into next year. He cannot take some of those sacks. It's better than an interception. Totally get it. But he's smart enough and good enough that he should be able to get rid of the ball and not take yeah. those sacks. And I mean, look, you have a great kicker in McPherson who obviously can bail you out, but uh, there was one that was essentially a turnover where he knocked them out of field goal range and they ended up having to punt. Uh, Ross, you're an offensive lineman. You'd certainly believe that sacks are a quarterback stat. So, um, but. Well, no, I believe that the quarterback has a big impact on them for sure. Yeah, it's not all on them. No. But there's no question quarterback has a major impact on that. And I think you saw that with, with, with Joe Burrow. And I, I mean, like you watch that game, certainly they, I mean, the, the Titans were in the backfield constantly, but certainly a good number of those sacks were on him. And if Kansas city's going to win this game, it's going to involve sacking Joe Burrow because uh, like, if you get Joe Burrow out of field goal range, McPherson can bomb it. He can hit from 60, but if you sack Joe Burrow out of field goal range, that is a way to essentially create turnovers here against Cincinnati. And you do not want to turn the ball over. You cannot go many possessions empty-handed against the Kansas City Chiefs, as the Buffalo Bills certainly learned last week, and as Cincinnati knows from their shootout 34-31 back in Week 17. Just out of curiosity, I guess, Joe, what do you think happens in this game? I, I mean, I have to think Kansas City's going to win the game. Uh, I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to end up like 31-20, something like that. I, I don't want to – I don't believe the moment is too big for Joe Burrow. I certainly don't believe that. He played in a national championship game. You know, he, he's gone on the road, went on the road and won uh, in Tennessee against the number one seed. But I almost wonder if this is like, hey, your time's coming, but it's still Patrick Mahomes' time. As we saw, obviously, the Mahomes-Allen prize fight last week. I don't know if Joe Burrow is going to be able to step into that ring. 
and and beat. Uh, there might there needs to be a Rocky two moment for Joe Burrow. I'm not sure this is going to be his Rocky one moment, but uh, I, I do expect that there's going to be a moment where you're like, man, Cincinnati might actually do this. But I anticipate Kansas City's going to win the football game. What about on the Chiefs side? So the Chiefs had a really interesting game the last time these two teams played. Um, Mahomes threw for 259 and two, which is probably a little less than you would anticipate in a game that had 65 combined points. Well, Miko Hardman, who had one catch for 53 yards in that game, was the only chief receiver to top 40 yards receiving in a 34-31 game. The guy who actually made the big impact was Daryl Williams, who had 88 uh, rushing yards and two touchdowns, also had three catches for 19 yards in that game. Daryl Williams was inactive last week, so now you got Edwards Alaire and a guy who's been really stepping up for Kansas City, Jarek McKinnon, uh, the running back who, uh, uncommon, He's the healthiest running back on the team right now. Uh, Jarek McKinnon had 10 uh, carries for 24 yards. Obviously, Edwards Alaire ran the ball better than McKinnon. But McKinnon had five catches for 54 yards against Buffalo. Um, He's got over 160 receiving yards in the playoffs so far. So he ends up might end up being a very important player for Kansas City in this game. But you have to imagine, look, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. uh, Hill wasn't the healthiest uh, down the stretch, certainly impacted him against Cincinnati. He is going to step up, and he's going to have a better game so, thus far. But, you know, you line him up in the slot, that's against Mike Hilton, who's a pretty darn good slot corner. I think it's going to be a really interesting battle, but I anticipate that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a better performance this time out against the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's why I, I'm picking Kansas City to win this game. I expect it will be a good game, but I'm picking Kansas City to win. Yeah, um, I am as well. Talked about the Even Money podcast. I, I actually think there's a chance that this game gets away from the Bengals. I hope that's not the case. As You're going to be there. there. You don't want it to be the case. No, and I'm very impressed. Mike Hilton, Hendrickson, uh, Jesse Bates. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys that have really, really stepped up. Uh, they're, they're a fun team to watch. I think they'll be even better next year. They get the right side of the O-line straight. Um, speaking of getting things straight, you got to make sure you're straight with your battery. Joe, get ready. I forgot to tee you up last time. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. And you do that at AutoZone. The only place that carries proven tough Duralast batteries. Here's my thing. Forget that it starts at just 80 bucks. Forget any of that stuff. They have free battery testing and charging. Sometimes you might think it's your battery, but it's the starter or the alternator. Before you spend money, why don't you find out exactly what it is? And at a minimum, get your battery charged. Why not? We all need our batteries charged in life, figuratively and literally. Next time you're in need of battery help or to get your battery ready for harsh winter weather, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Nice. All right. Love it. I know that AutoZone loves that too, and I know our listeners love it. Niners and the Rams. Ooh, I didn't even realize that the line is now down to minus three. It came down a half point. Total is 46, Joseph. For the second consecutive year, a team is going to try to three-peat in the NFC Championship game by sweeping an opponent. It was not successful last year's NFC Championship game. It was Tampa Bay and New Orleans. Well, they're trying to do it again. I don't know. We'll see. 
Oh. Wait a minute. Was, was last Tampa Bay? That New was the divisional round. That was the divisional round. Divisional. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. They played the Packers. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, for the second straight year in it the NFC. It sounded good. Just talk about the it game. It sounded good. It sounded good. <laughs> for the second straight year, a team's going to try to three-peat against a divisional opponent in the NFC playoffs. In, in addition, Kyle Shanahan has beaten Sean McVay six consecutive times. Ross, they always say, oh, it's hard to beat a team three times. It's really hard to beat a team six consecutive times. I am not predicting a seventh. I believe the Los Angeles Rams are going to go to Super Bowl 56, which will make them the second straight team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. And they're going to become the first team to host a championship game and the Super Bowl because the Buccaneers went on the road in the NFC championship game last year. So I think Los Angeles is going to win this game. San Francisco, the offense is the problem for me right now. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is playing through injury, but San Francisco has scored 36 points in two playoff games that is obviously the lowest of any team remaining in the playoffs as a matter of fact there are multiple teams eliminated from the playoffs who have scored more points than the than the San Francisco 49ers Buffalo just scored 36 and lost San Francisco's done it total in their two games obviously their defense has been pretty damn impressive and they know how to get after Matthew Stafford and I can guarantee you I don't think D'Amico Ryans is going to be bringing a zero blitz with 15 seconds left in the game, Ross. I don't think that's going to happen against Matthew Stafford, who's as good against the blitz as anybody in the entire NFL. But I do think the Rams are a little bit too dangerous in this game. Um, I, I, I think they have too much firepower, and they're going to attack that secondary. But D'Amico Ryans has done an outstanding job against Matthew Stafford, certainly in the second half of their meet, meet, matchup in Week 18. Um, D'Amico Ryans coming after Matthew Stafford and that front seven from San Francisco utterly dominated that game in the second half to get the 49ers into the playoffs uh, against the Rams. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a wild guess to th- think that the Rams and Sean McVay are going to clean that up. So I think a big key though, Andrew Whitworth. Is Andrew Whitworth gonna be able to play in this game? I thought Note Boom did a pretty good job filling in for, for Whitworth, Ross, but I would take Whitworth over Note Boom uh if all things are equal. And I think uh Andrew Whitworth is going to be a pretty important part of what the Rams are going to try to do here in this game uh against the San Francisco 49ers. Keep this in mind. Cam Akers is a wonderful story. And I'm and I'm I, I'm so happy that we're not talking about Cam Akers' two fumbles costing the Rams after the amazing comeback he's had. But against the 49ers in uh in week 18, Akers and Sony Michelle combined for 46 rushing yards on 26 carries. If the wow. Rams are going to win this game, it is going to be on the right arm. That man liquor Carcano attached to Matthew Stafford's body. What did you just call it? A man liquor Carcano. What like is an old that? rifle? It's an old rifle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I think that's where they're going to win this game. It's going to be Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham has been spectacular for the Rams during the playoffs. If the Rams win the game, it is going to be with those guys. Um, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham. You haven't used these guys in one and done DFS. Obviously, these are options for you. Um, the thing about the Rams, though, is they don't really get guys who aren't fantasy relevant involved, with the exception of Blanton, 
last week who scored on the uh, the little play action at the goal line, the backup tight end. The Rams are a pretty narrow fantasy team. Matthew Stafford throws the ball to Cup. He throws it to Jefferson. He throws it to Beckham. And he throws it to Higby. That's pretty much where we're at here with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, yes, that's for sure. Um, Niners? Uh, the Niners are going to play the way they play. They are going to run the ball with Elijah Mitchell. They're going to run the ball with Debo Samuel. They're going to throw the ball to Debo Samuel. Um, they're going to throw the ball to Ayuk. Ayuk actually had 107 receiving yards against the Rams the last time out. Going to be very interesting to see what the Rams do with Jalen Ramsey in this game. Um, with all their different packages that they use, George Kittle had just five catches for 10 yards the last time these two teams played. And Kittle, obviously... Uh, has been quiet at times in these playoffs. Um, the best play for George Kittle um, in the game against Dallas was the one he didn't catch. He did lead them in receiving against Green Bay, but of course, Jimmy Garoppolo threw for just 131 yards. I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to feel pretty good about their defense heading into this matchup because, you know, the Rams gave up 27 points to the Buccaneers, but they turned the ball over four times, and it was four lost fumbles so uh, they had very bad fumble luck in that game obviously there was the bad snap cam Akers fumbles going into the end zone then he fumbles in his own territory cooper cup who you don't expect to fumble he fumbles in his own territory there was a lot of 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 tom brady uh, uh witchcraft going on in that game to get the buccaneers back into it I think the the focus for the Rams is we really like where our defense is right now. We got after Brady. We sacked Brady three times. Brady threw an interception. Um, they lost a fumble to Tampa Bay. So, like, I, I Brady lost a fumble. So, I think you're looking at the Rams, and, and Sean McVay is going to talk to his team and understand, okay, look, guys, our defense played great against Tampa Bay. Forget about the fact that we gave up 27 points. We turned the ball over four times. This is why you trade for Matthew Stafford. Ross, that was true franchise quarterback stuff. The Rams turned the ball over four times and none of them were on Stafford. Um, the, the one that that was, was essentially the center snapping it when Stafford wasn't ready for it. So let's just, I'm not blaming Stafford for that. And he still delivered them the win. That's a game Jared Goff certainly doesn't win. But I think the Rams are going to look at this game and they're going to say, we like where our defense is right now. Clean up the turnovers. Stafford, don't make any stupid throws. He was picked off twice in week 18 against San Francisco. We Jimmy Garoppolo's banged up. He's been making mistakes in the playoffs. We can come after this guy. We can win this game with our defense as long as our offense doesn't make mistakes. I expect the Rams to come out, and I expect them to jump out to an early lead, and I think it's going to be too much for San Francisco uh, to overcome. But uh, Jawan Jennings, by the way, who caught just one pass for six yards against Green Bay, Ayuk didn't have a catch in that game. He had two receiving touchdowns in week 18 against the L.A. Rams uh, as the Rams were focused on slowing down George Kittle in that matchup. His name's Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan. I am at Ross Tucker NFL fantasypoints.com using the code 21 feast is exactly what you want to do. And then check out any of the other shows. You can also always ask Joe specific questions. Just send me an email, ross at rostucker.com. Ask the fantasy expert the question. He knows a lot more than I do. Other than that, I am stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. 
A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.